and girls. It's only a franchise by games. Johnny, I'll tell you what, I haven't even got it in as to do a fancy ass intro this week because what a stacked, stacked show this is going to be. It's been a busy week on that game news. Like, yeah, yeah, might as well just go for a cold opening and go straight to it. Cold opening? Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Frosty. Frosty, we'll call it. A frosty opening. Anyway, this is. For, uh, uh, Lion, I'm I'm about to do a warm opening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling a bit too cold. Couldn't even control myself. Just literally went in. Just I was like, yeah, cold opening. Let's warm this up a bit. Ah, uh, this is franchise buys games, your weekly game sh- game news show. That's a uh, producer, nice guy Johnny. Good evening, good evening, everyone. Uh, and I'm of course old franchise, franchise, the influenza. Trying to stay away from that name. Uh, careful, this, uh, careful, you know. Yeah. During this COVID-19 mess, trying to stay away from that sort of name. So, uh, Johnny, we'll start this week, same way we do every week, but we'll try and keep it a bit snappy because we've got a lot to get through. What have you been playing, Johnny? Well, I was dragged into the seven seas by yours truly, wasn't I, the other day? Yeah, absolutely. So well. I was playing Sea of Thieves. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but are you enjoying it? <laughs> Sorry, I was choking slightly, but silently. <laughs> I, I was saying about it. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I can't tell me north from south, as you know, <laughs> halfway across the map. Um, where's this island? Back the way we came. After a good, after a good three minutes of heading in one direction. Are you sure you've read this map right, Johnny? Are you sure? No, yeah. no. <laughs> now how are you feeling about it? I mean, obviously, you haven't played Sea Thieves for. Well, probably since launch. I mean, I did try and pull you in a couple of weeks back. We had a little dabble in it. But uh, we got to have a good sit-down and a, a good session on there. How are you feeling about it? How do you feel about it? Knowing, knowing the content that was there compared to the content that you experienced. I think I barely still scratched the surface. Mm. What was available. Oh, and all, what was that? It felt like this way because I was very much a novice. Very much the filthy casual that I am. Obviously. And I literally was feeling like I was just being, um, not dragged on an adventure, but just, you know, gently, gently, you know, guided on, on a quest. I did so like I, stay the boat for a bit. I let you drive. For a bit, yeah, and what happened? I went north instead of south, so I quickly went the other way. Well, well yes, yes. You like, Johnny, just put the sails down a bit. Johnny? Oh, he's on the fucking crow's nest again. <laughs> <laughs> Get out from there, you <laughs> mug. The um, I, the main criticism of Sea of Thieves has always been that it's difficult to come across any real, true, sort of linear campaign. Um, but very much, the I think the the beauty of the game lies in the narrative that you create. So within minutes, we'd gone from just <clears throat> sailing just trying to explain to you what we're doing and what we can do and what we could do and what this means and what that means. And within minutes, we had a boat full of chests, full of skulls. We'd managed to amass some treasures. And then the pressure was on because it was like, we are carrying a fucking load here. And if we get set about now, then we lose an awful lot of shit. And we're only in a sloop, for fuck's sake. But... See, I, I, I think I'd struggle... To play it by myself. I uh, I use it as a like almost like a chill out. Like I use it when I need to just switch my brain off. I can see that winding yourself down and just getting lost in the whole, well, lost in what it what it is. You know, just not having to worry about actually you know doing any particular key objectives. Just just being and existing almost in that world. Yeah. So I can see that benefit, and I enjoyed playing with it. I think I just needed to. So here's the thing, the day after, or the couple of days after, I was ready to jump back on and play again. That's yeah. how I felt. Like, I, I was saying, right, I'd like to jump back on and play Sea of Thieves again. Mm-hmm. I didn't, because <laughs> it's me, but mm-hmm. I, I can't deny how I felt. So, there you go. Uh, very much enjoying it at the minute. Like, it's um during this weird window where we're, I mean, the... the the game rush has started. It's a trickle, a trickle that slowly moves downstream and gathers steam and turns into a roaring river. 
with the trickle has started. It started with Dreams. It started with Darksiders Genesis. That's all. It started. The games have started coming, and but we don't really break the dam until later this month with sort of Doom and Animal Crossing. I know we've got Neo 2 coming before that, but that one is it's skirting on my periphery. Like I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna go in on Neo 2. I say that I probably will, but like at the minute, it's not. It's it's not lighting us up. It's not lighting us up the way if, if it was a, a From Software game. If it was a From Soft game, I'd be like, oh fucking hell, get a bit of that. But because it's a like a, a From Soft esque, I think they call them a Soulsborn in honor of fucking all things From Soft. If I was getting more of them vibes, maybe I'd be a bit more excited. But I'd, something's just not hitting for Neo. But we are steaming straight ahead. I mean, it's only next Friday. Next Friday, we've got Doom and Animal Crossing on the same day, and then that's it. The floodgates are open, and Resident Evil 3 turns up, and then fucking... I'm not going to dip into the bag, but we know what games are coming. The, uh, but during this sort of funk period, I'm finding myself more and more enamoured by Sea of Thieves. Where it was... I'm getting back into it in a way I never thought I would. Because I honestly thought the, the game I'd be spending my time with was either Apex Legends or Fortnite. Very much, very easy to pick up and play games. And I haven't touched either of them. I've just been sailing them damn seas, haven't I? I even got to the point where it was... I mean, this happens more than I care to admit, but I've even got to the point where I'm throwing money at it now. So I was like, yes... I do want those skins. I do want my guns to look fancy, thank you. It has absolutely no stat benefit whatsoever. It offers not a single buff. But <laughs> by God, do I look sexy while I'm wielding that sword. <laughs> Bye, Ek. So oh. it's got to that point. But again, I pay 7 for Game Pass. And it's a 40 quid game if you were to buy it else, anywhere else. And I think, well, yeah, I'm spending a lot of time on it. Why shouldn't I give the developers a little bit of kickback? There you go. I'll buy you skins. I'll have some of them. Why not? Good work. Good work, men and women of Rare. There you go, and there's some money. But uh, I, it's, it's doing me well during during that funk. And I'll be honest, that's that's pretty much all I've played. I had a little bit of on Dreams again. I've been building the level. Uh, level design seems... I think I've got level design nailed using everybody else's shit. What I see myself as, Johnny, I see myself as a game director now. I think I, that's the role I'm in. I am. Just, am I going to sit here and call myself the Neil Druckmann of dreams? Nah. Steve Jobs, aren't you? You're just gonna. You're just like you know. I, I I want you to do that. I mean, I don't know how you go about doing it, but I want you to do that. Like you know, it's the Steve Jobs type thing, isn't it? Uh, play play yeah. the orchestra. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, if I want to put a tree in my level, I'm not going to build a tree. I'm going to go to the community and just say it was built trees. <laughs> and then all these people are like, I've built loads of trees. I'm like, good. I'll use all of your trees. I like your trees. <laughs> uh, hey, nice trees. But no, it'd be a shame to steal them and put them in my game. It certainly was alluring. Um, see you, thieves. And I, 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 I agree. I'm in this period where it's kind of, I've got Death Stranding to really crack into and really push forward. Yeah. But I'm just feeling I still want to go back and play witcher 3 on the xbox one x me i did i did just that no uh it was when it was probably probably about two weeks before the netflix series dropped i re-bought it on xbox i bought the game of the year <coughs> on xbox maybe it was a bit before a couple of weeks because i'd bought it again it was only 15 quid and it was the game of the year edition so it was um what's the two dlcs called blood and wine and there's another Bad one that's Heart of Stone, that's the one. I'd, I already had them because I bought The Witcher originally on PlayStation 4 and I played through it on the PlayStation 4 and then the expansions came out with like actual physical Gwent decks. Never played a game of Gwent, not in my life, but by heck do I like stuff. By heck do I love a bit of stuff. So I bought them two expansions for the Gwent decks. So I've got two physical Gwent decks now and the expansions for PS4. But I thought 15 quid to play it on the One X, like optimized for the X, with the DLC included, I paid like fucking more than fifteen quid for one of the DLCs. So I I jumped on on the Xbox, put another twenty odd hours in, absolutely loving it, 
and then within fucking weeks of us doing that, it dropped on Game Pass. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why I should always wait. I'm still waiting on Infamous 2 dropping on the Game Pass because it's coming. It's coming. I'm seeing it everywhere for 15 quid and I'm like, I'm going to buy you. And then like, that's part of my brain. That's like, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Remember The Witcher? I'm like, ah, fuck. You're right. So I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for Infamous 2 to drop on Game Pass and then I'll, uh, I'll smash through that and all. I'm a big fan of... Uh, is it fucking never, never? Who is it? Never, never soft? Is it? Ever soft? Never soft? Never where? Who soft? Ever soft? One not of them. From soft. Something not soft. from soft. Not from software. It's like never soft or something. I can't remember the development name. That's horrific for a, a fucking self-important, self-titled fucking game master. Well, marching on, marching on with that um, level of you know. I'm gonna have to fucking. I'm gonna have to Google this, Johnny. You're gonna, have to fucking, you're gonna have to fill some fucking time here. I don't know if I was anywhere close to being right. <coughs> Hang on, you you line up the next one. I'll do me producer thing and dig out all the email stuff here, shall I? Right, I tell you, I tell you what isn't, Johnny. I tell you why I'm looking for this. Uh, why don't you just fucking get these beautiful bastards warmed up with the first story, which is fucking right up your street, by the way, because uh, this is something that we've discussed ad nauseum in a previous episode. Uh, Nether Realm was the, the the studio I was thinking of. Nether Realm, not Never Soft. Never Soft was Tony Hawk's. <laughs> Never Soft. <laughs> Never Soft. Sounds like me fucking former of university years. Yeah, but, but there is a video game thing called Never Soft. <laughs> Never Soft. Never, they did, Never Soft. They did, they did Tony Hawk's and Guitar Hero. They did. I knew I fucking I weren't making that up. And merged with oh. Infinity Ward on, in 2014. There you go, kids. Fucking hell. That's, trivia. That's fucking trivia. trivia. That's why producer Nice Guy Johnny got brought on this fucking adventure with us. Dragged on the adventure like I was dragging him onto a sloop and setting sail into unknown choppy waters. And the, heading uh, north when he should be heading south. <laughs> He's literally doubling our adventure time for no oh, good wait, reason Going back to that, letting the guy swim all the way out to collect some shiny treasure... And then harpooning the poor bastard back to the ship before he picked it up. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I saw you just <laughs> battling against the waves like, no, I've got this, I've got this shiny. Oh, do you now? Oh, do you? I have a harpoon. <laughs> I just, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> back you come. <laughs> right. Back on the main news then. Here we go. Stories. Let's get into the fucking choice. <clears throat> Johnny. What, what, what stories has dropped in the week betwixt the previous episode of Franchise Buys Games and this very one that we're having right now. The one I'm we'll jump onto is, you know, something that's close to my my heart. This mm-hmm. this this um topic, and I've got to say I'm conflicted. I am conflicted. So there's going to be a Last of Us TV series on HBO. Yes. So first of all, I'm not down with movie, uh, video game to movie adaptations. No, I think you've made that very clear over the past few episodes. Yep. I stand by it. I do not think there is a good one at all. I did watch Sonic the Hedgehog, by the way. Sort of oh. enjoyed it. <laughs> Haven't seen it, actually. So. I sort of enjoyed it. I'm sorry, but I actually enjoyed it. Would I have enjoyed it as much if Sonic was still that weird sort of, like, ugh, Sonic's fucking cousin, whose father Kate. and mother were also brother and sister version of him? <laughs> I, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. <laughs> Oh, appearances aren't everything, sir. No, no, but they do. They do mean a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they stand for a lot. They count for about ninety percent of what I'm thinking. <laughs> Appearance is only ninety percent of what matters. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the personality is clearly good looking. <laughs> anyway, right. how are then? So. so Last of Us TV series, right? Maybe my get-out clause here is that it's a TV series. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm allowed to like these ones. Potentially. Potentially. So small screen adaptations, they're all right in Nice Guy Johnny's book. I'm not sure, though. Because it, it... Right. I still think... Because I, I, I've only played Last of Us once all the way through. Mm-hmm. And so powerful it was, never played it again. I said, that's it. You know, I, I uh, that was one of the most perfect gaming... Narrative experience I've ever had. That's done. 
didn't even replay the um, the remaster. No. Went away. Just I I I, I might play it again when the, when the sequel comes out. Mm-hmm. On the lead up. On the lead up to the sequel. I think so, I'll join you there. Like I think I'll replay it on the on the run up to the sequel coming out. But just just that ending. You know what I mean? It was just the you know. It ripped me heart out. Every everything through that game It was just mm-hmm. such an emotional roller coaster. So then, I don't know what they're going to do about the get the Last of Us, like the TV series. So I would hope it's like set in the same event in the world. Well, rather, it is. Than... It is. So apparently, from what I understand from <clears throat> an article in Polygon, uh, obviously, so it has been developed by. The guy who did Chernobyl, so that in itself is fucking that's reason to be excited. Because and if I you haven't seen Chernobyl kids. Chernobyl is fucking TV. exceptional. Absolutely exceptional. So Craig Mason, who did uh he worked on Chernobyl. He's also the guy who's writing the Borderlands movie. That's worth noting. Uh he's teaming up with Neil Druckmann, who is obviously the vice president of Naughty Dog. And Druckmann co-directed and wrote both The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. So the two of them are teaming up. So that's some fucking chops there. There's some fucking chops. In them credits, there's some fucking chops there. You've got a guy responsible for Chernobyl and you've got Druckmann who fucking wrote and co-directed both of The Last of Us games. Um, Somebody else from Naughty Dog, uh, Evan Wells, he's the president of Naughty Dog. He's going to serve as an executive producer alongside Carolyn Strauss, who was a HBO producer. Uh, and it's going to be set during the, uh, the sort of time frame of the first game. Now, what hasn't been made very clear up to now is if this is going to be a, 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 a small screen adaptation of The Last of Us featuring Joel and Ellie, or is this actually going to be a story set at the same time that Joel and Ellie's stories unfolding, is the is this going to be based in that same time frame? So will we see Joel and Ellie uh, coming into it at some point, but aren't the main protagonists, if you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that isn't clear at this point. And bear in mind, it's worth bearing in mind that in The Last of Us, there are giant periods of that game that you just don't get to play. The, the the changing of seasons. There's a I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there is a period where you control Joel for the, a lot of the game. Then there is a period where you switch over and start to play as Ellie. But the the thing that pr- like prompts the switch over, there's a gap there. There's a big old gap there. We don't actually know what happens during that time. So could it touch on more of those sort of gaps in the in the in the Last of Us story? I don't, I don't know. We don't know at this point, but all we know is it is going to be set during the first instalment of The Last of Us. That's the timeline we're looking at. So, I, jury's out, but I still think you know have some have some new ideas. I know HBO are just like, fuck, we need to fill a massive gap left by Game of Thrones. <laughs> ah, ah, they're fucking scrambling, like they're scrambling. Nothing, nothing quite, nothing, nothing quite hits like that Game of Thrones did. And it, and it never, it will never be. One, the intent, like everything they intend to be the replacement for Game of Thrones will never end up being Game of Thrones. It'll be something, a sleeper hit, you know, something that just comes up. Yeah. From nowhere. Like like Chernobyl? Well, Chernobyl is like, because it's limited series and things like that, but it'll be... Mini-series. Mini yeah, it'll be, it'll, be some, it'll be something that, you know, that isn't destined to be the thing, because like, they're probably trying to bank on Westworld now mm-hmm. being, being the new Game of Thrones, but mm-hmm. I don't know. You've got to think, though, these <laughs> things come out of nowhere. Anything that was, every series that came following Game of Thrones that was dubbed as the next Game of Thrones has fallen flat on its face because that is a hefty burden to bear. Uh, but, I mean, when you look at the likes of the Game of Thrones, when you look at other series that are that go down in infamy that nobody saw coming, so The Sopranos, The Wire, fucking Breaking Bad, all these series, Sons of Anarchy... Like unbelievable series that exceptional without question, but Game of Thrones seems to have transcended all of them. Like, and I think it's the way that Game of Thrones ended left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. Yeah, I don't think it got the actual payoff that they wanted after all that. So, mm. 
So when anyway, Last of Us is coming, I mean, one thing, thing I will say, there's already been like a film on along the similar veins, and the girl with all the gifts. Yes, I the girl yeah. the girl with all the gifts was that a fucking vampire one? No, no. So that that it's a book that came out 2014, so it's a year after um, when Last of Us was released, and it's about yeah. um, a fungus that affects humanity. Ah, it's fucking zombies, isn't it? Well, it's kind of so the the the, the switcheroo on this one, rather than having like an immune girl like Ellie, yeah, you've got one of the hungries, I think they call them, mm-hmm. is smart and retains a humanity. Right. So, but it's still kind of you know that cordyceps, whatever it's called, off your cordyceps unilaterals. Oh shit, son! You're bringing that. Fucking science knowledge and all, man. Ah, uh, man, I've got Wikipedia on speed dials. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia producer, Wikipedia Johnny. So yeah, I mean, again, this, and let's just say, you know, the zombie th- um, end of the world kind of thing as it played out. I mean, The Walking Dead still limping on. Still limping on. Still limping on. Um, so far, so far removed from its fucking source material at this point that it's its own entity. It's uh, it's sort of it's became it's became a timeline. It's became you know when you get like a um, so my go-to metaphor for almost anything would be Batman. You know you have several different Batman universes. So the Batman character exists in all of them. Some of them are not tied together. Uh, all clusters canon, but none of them seem to. They don't intersect each other. So for the like, you've got year one, you've got um, fucking, uh, you've got like Christopher Nolan's trilogy as an accepted canonical timeline. You've got the Arkham universe, which is strictly games. That's a canonical timeline that's accepted as a Batman universe. You've got these. The War and Dead seems to have its source material, so the comics, which is the primary timeline. And then you've also then the TV series is spun off when it draws loosely from from a lot of the characters out of the comics, from a lot of the situations in the comics that are like the prison, like the Whisperers, like Negan, all of these. But it sort of does its own thing with them. Uh, and then obviously Fear the Walking Dead, that's another one. Just uh, expansions on a timeline with crossovers for the likes of Morgan and whatnot in Fear the Walking Dead. So they all exist very much in the same space. They occupy the same space, but they're very different timelines. But I don't know if I don't know if that's uh, I don't know. I, well, I don't know how that applies to talking about. I started talking about the Walking Dead. Who knows why? I know it's a different podcast anyway. And podcast altogether. The Last of Us bringing a game out. The Last of Us is coming to HBO. I am um, I uh, <clears throat> nervous, <laughs> but also a little. Uh, there's a there's a hint of anticipation there as well on this one, just because of the people who are tied to it. That's what's doing it for me. Let's see what happens here. Well, they're tied to it. Remember, it's all in production at the moment, but you never know. Things can never things can always stay in production hell. Lest we forget that obviously there was a film, uh, uh, Sam Raimi film, apparently coming of The Last of Us, which. Hit fucking troubled wars, but in twenty, I want to say twenty sixteen, maybe twenty seventeen. There was a Sam Raimi adaptation of The Last of Us that was going to be big screen, and that fell flat on its face. So, and it was Druckmann who who backed away from that. Druckmann weren't happy with the direction it was going, so he he canned that project. So there's nothing, there's nothing stopping this HBO series from hitting the same choppy waters. And Druckmann rightly so. He created it. It's his IP. If he's not happy with how somebody's treating his baby. Then why the fuck should he let them? And that—that's integrity right there, because I've got no doubt HBO have got a giant checkbook, and that, sir, is integrity. <laughs> Let's move on to the next story, Johnny. What we got? What you got? What's the next choice cut? Um. I don't even know what that noise was that came out of you there. What what part of your body did that noise even come out of? I'm not even sure. I want to know. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to go back and listen to that. Um, oh, let's go with one of the new found out. Um, who's just joined Games Gamespot's board of directors? Then 
GameSpot. Are you talking about former Nintendo of America president Reggie Fiamir? I think I am. Oh shit, sir, Reggie. Big Reggie. Big Reggie, the man responsible for fucking navigating Nintendo through some of its most successful fucking years on a record, who retired after the Switch came out. Uh, just absolute fucking fanfare, by the way. The Switch it has proven itself time and time again as just an absolute masterclass from Nintendo. Um, so Reggie left Nintendo of America uh, and just announced, I believe this is fresh, this is sort of fresh off the fucking press, this. When did this get announced? This was yesterday, the 9th. Uh, he's joining the board of directors of GameStop. Now, to me, right, we'll, we'll give a bit of details on this. We'll give a bit of details on this. So, this is as reported by uh, Charlie Hall over on Polygon. That's where I'm pulling this from. Right? But you can get this. It's it's well touted now. So, anyway, uh, Reggie Fiamir, retired president of Nintendo of America, will join GameStop's board of directors on April 20th. Uh, GameStop has been floundering seemingly for years now as digital downloads and larger market pressures have cut into its revenues. In January, executives admitted sales for the most recent quarter were down 25% from the year previous period. So obviously, we are in a state of flux in the game industry right now where cloud gaming is the next big thing. Uh, We're living in a digital age as it stands. If you look I'd say I'm not not a great deal, but I'd say thirty percent of my game library now is digital. I don't have physical copies for them, so we're living in a digital era, and that digital, the 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 birth of digital, the 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 improvements made over internet uh, worldwide as and and storage for one of that that's a that's a key part in this storage. A lot of the consoles now coming with one terabyte hard drives standalone hard drives that are very affordable now um digital downloads seem it was a smarter choice you didn't have to take yourself out of the house you didn't have to go to the bother of getting on public transport or driving yourself to your nearest game shop and some people in this fucking world johnny they don't live 10 minutes away from the local game obviously in the uk the the uk arm of gamestop is game it is yes so the game even Game struggled. Game shut many a store. Uh, they've kept open flagship stores that were actual money makers. But for the most part, when you walk into a game store now, you are just fucking your eyeballs are just assaulted by wall upon wall of pop vinyl uh, and merch now and fucking iPhone sevens and whatever they've got that weird thing in the back of like what's it called. They've got like a gaming like parlor or something in mm. the back. The one in the Metro Centre. Yeah, uh, the one in the Metro. Have sort of um, almost like a mini. It's like a mini fucking LAN party area. But that that's where they've had to change like to go because I'm yours truly. Mm-hmm. Cut me teeth uh, at the Metro Centre game store. You did. Um. God, the good dis- discount. Great <laughs> God, the discount. Great discount. To the point, to the point where the the boss at the time, just a mm-hmm. quick segue, um, banned me from buying the Xbox 360 until I'd um, finished my exams. Because the discount was so tasty. Yep, and not well. She wanted me to get my degree, of course. Obviously. Thinking, not only thinking. not only in that shop, it was uh, every other local game. She rang around. <laughs> Do not serve this person. <laughs> Do not sell this man an Xbox 360 until <laughs> after this date. Good on her, good on her. Uh, you're doing all right for yourself now, thanks to that good education. Yeah, it was. So. But, but yeah, it, it's changed. The high streets, the high streets needs I mean, to adapt, adapt yeah. or die. It isn't just the game industry, this. This is the high street in general. You know what I mean? Amazon, Amazon are forcing change on the high street because they are just fucking like behemoth. Amazon is a behemoth. And it's got all of the money and all of the tech behind it to really to to really change the fucking the horizon to change just to change the rules of engagement in retail now. Amazon can get you a parcel in some areas the same day. It's quite scary, like. Just it's like, impressive. It's impressive. 
It is, it is like you know Death Stranding, but without with proper roads. <laughs> yeah, with actual proper roads. Uh, saying that, like on my game of Death Stranding, Johnny, I'm a little bit further than you. I've got many a roads. Oh, I, 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 I've, just, I've, I've just spent um, a good few hours building them. Right. Fucking ceramics. Hell of a lot to build. But, uh, I don't know how was... many mules I've just been taken out. So. <laughs> Reggie has been appointed as a uh, board member. Uh, he's on the board of directors. Now, it's been touted that he'll be one of ten board members guiding the company through 2020 and beyond. Now, if I was going to be cynical here, I think Reggie has joined GameStop at the absolute opportune moment, we have the next gen of fucking literally mm. looming right there on the horizon. So close you can almost, you can almost touch it. And that is going to be a boon for the, the, the game retail industry, without doubt, for definitely for, I'd say, half a year, possibly for a full year. Um, and that's just on the early adopters. Then when you think about the people who jumping late not everybody's an early adopter not everybody can afford to be an early adopter not everybody is as comfortable as yours truly as being an early adopter because history dictates early adopters are the ones who are treated like guinea pigs and they're the ones who find all the faults they find the hardware faults they find the ui faults and then eventually a year down the line because of all the hardship that the early adopters have gone through you've got a polished experience You've got polished hardware, you've got a polished UI, you've got an overall polished experience. So then you get another explosion of people coming out and saying, right, yep, now enough work has been done. Now's the time I'm getting on board. So Reggie's essentially jumped on board at the most opportune moment when things are going to look to be turning around. But it would not surprise me if that man dips out after a year, possibly two. That's Call me a cynic. But if I wanted to do stellar things for my reputation, I would take advantage of a, of market conditions. I guess people like this have goals, don't they? You know, they're just like, it's not just like constant. It's not just a day-to-day thing. You know, they've got made, they'll set themselves some goals, and when they're done with those goals, they're very much like, right, I'm done here, I'm out. Yep. On to the next one. Obviously, Reggie's um, you know, wants the, the switch was his last goal that he wanted in Nintendo. Yeah. And he's like, "Look, oh, that's done, done. Got that out. I'm happy with that. I can, I can, I can move on to something else. Just yeah. to keep himself fresh." So yeah, then, I mean, he, and he, he, did he, a, he did a lot for Nintendo. He did a fucking hell of a lot for Nintendo. And these people just want challenges, and GameStop to him must be a challenge. I mean, GameStop to fucking anybody's a challenge. The game retail, the game high street retail market is a fucking not only a challenge, it's a fucking albatross. I wouldn't. I, it, I mean, it's, it's easy for me to say because I've got no fucking. I don't have any skill set that would lend that, w- that would lend well to being a fucking director, a board of directors in 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 any retail whatsoever. But um, I, I genuinely think this is a case of on his CV now. It shows the most prolific time in Nintendo's history. He was at the helm. He he was the guy responsible for the Wii. Uh, the Wii U goes down as a bit of a dirty mark, but the Wii U's quickly forgotten about due to the success of the Switch. Nobody's talking about the Wii U anymore. People remember the glory days of the Wii, and people live in the gl- the current fucking glory of the Switch, uh, which has just exceeded all fucking expectations, by the way. I don't think anybody at Nintendo had any idea that the Switch was going to become the place for indies. And see, and there's, and there you go. You can't, you can't top that, can you? Nah. Nah. When it's beat your, probably your own expectations, and you go right. You've got, you've got these, yeah. pe- you've got these people in in companies who like, you know, you've either got people who will instill ideas, right? Start the idea, and then go. Well, I'm going to get out of here when it, before it's delivered. Mm-hmm. Because if it, deli- if it delivers, and I'm when I was here and I started it, I'll get some benefit for it. But if yeah. it fails, I've already gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. Then you've, then you've got the flip side of the coin, the people who will real actually realise the idea and then move on. And he did. So, he realised. Well, I mean, that man's CV <clears throat> reads most prolific, profitable period for not, not only straight-up fucking cash money, but, I mean, Nintendo as a brand has always been... Brand recognition-wise, Nintendo as a brand has always been up there in, in some... It, 
I'm not even going to say just the gaming sphere. Everybody knows what Nintendo is. Nintendo has a reputable brand the world over. Uh, it, he's led the fucking army during its most fucking prolific era. And then also he's going to have on his CV that he was at the helm of turning GameStop around. When in actuality, in, in, in all actuality, he probably won't have to do a great deal to see a very temporary spike in GameStop uh, profits, uh, share price. He won't have to do a lot because the, the launch of the next gen is going to do all that for him. So, uh, Reggie, best of luck to him because it's not a job, even given the fucking next gen sitting right there, ready and ripe. I Eat don't think. Us. I don't think I'd be the man to take on such a role if I had if I was given the opportunity. Well, what else is he going to do? You know, if he still feels like he's got something to give. And I put like how many companies could he go to? Is, he could sit on the board of directors of almost anyone based on his credentials. But he's, I mean, he's gone back to the game industry. I'll give him his props there. I'll give Maybe him... he's getting paid a lot of money. Oh, he'd be getting paid a fucking fortune. They probably had to shut three game stops just to pay him. Mm. Mm. Well, good luck to him. It's a challenging arena, but like, let's let's hope. And um, I just hope, I do hope the high street. And you can see the evolution starting. Like, game is not what it used to be. Nah, nah. which is you know, and it can't be what it used to be. Nah, but you need to evolve. You need to move with the times, or you get fucking swept up. You get swept away. And just you've you just got to harness though. But like we've been saying every every podcast, we're a nostalgic bunch. Mm-hmm. We we like new stuff, but we'll embrace the old and like the and the comfortable, definitely. Yeah. Just gotta make them comfortable, and then let's stick a let's stick a gaming parlor in the back and just connect. So you can go in there, host kids, let, kids party. Yeah. Let's take advantage of uh, the current zeitgeist of of streamers, of fucking people. You, you give the opportunity. Essentially, what you do. Here's my idea, right? If I was appointed a director of GameStop. I would open up the opportunity for everyone to be a, a streamer. And everyone is a streamer. If you've got a console now, you can be a streamer, right? Well, mm, bit of a grey area. You can be a broadcaster or you can be a streamer. A broadcaster is somebody who hits the share button on their uh, fucking PlayStation or on their Xbox, starts broadcasting with all the built-in fucking uh, user interface and you get to plug a webcam in, and you get to have interaction with your chat, and you get to be, for all intents and purposes, a streamer. Without the fancy overlays, and without the fancy graphics, and without the fancy emojis, and without the fancy camera work with the green screens, you are, in my opinion, a broadcaster. If you want to be a streamer, that's different. You look to a streamer, I look at somebody like a ninja, like particularly my favorite streamer dr disrespect a lot of production work goes into the stream and it's not just sitting on a webcam with no fucking what's the word i'm thinking of where you get like fancy bits around your fucking edges and fucking the ability to hit a key on your chat and it does something it interacts the interactivity and whatnot that to me is a streamer uh, if you want to turn GameStop around, you give everybody the chance to be a streamer. So you provide them with the green screen. You provide them with a suite of overlays. Uh, and y- you sell that. Because not everybody's got that. I've got all the fucking disposable income a man could possibly want. But do I have a full streaming setup? Do I? Fuck, I wouldn't even understand where to start, Johnny. I, I don't even understand the whole concept. But if somebody I, said to me, there's a studio set up, which fucking overlay do you want? Which fucking user interface do you want? What do you... Uh, like, that to me, that, that, would be, that would be a direction I'd take. And obviously, leaning into, your, into what they've done with... Um, eSports have never been bigger. So they're the leaning into that now anyway with these LAN areas. So you turn up with your team. And you've got you and your mates and you make your own team and you might get some T-shirts printed and you're fucking playing with each other online all the time and you're like, right, we've got a team, we've got a team, you know we've got a team. Would I enter that team in any competitive player whatsoever? Absolutely not. 
wouldn't mm-hmm. be fair. But that, does that mean I'm not going to get some Sky Panthers merch printed? <laughs> I'm already looking at it, Johnny. <laughs> already looking at Sky Panthers merch. But the the fact of the matter is, there is places they can lean into which they've started to, but they just need it. Like in my eyes, if you're going to be a bear, they a grizzly. You know what I mean? Don't just give them the fucking right as a land party room. Let's fucking lean into this. Let's fucking all right. We're hosting a tournament. We do tournaments now. Do you want to enter? You enter. I need all your teams. You need to be free on this date, this date, this date, this date. Here's the league. This team versus this team. You maybe broadcast that on GameStop's YouTube channel, and it, it okay. becomes it becomes a mini event. So it becomes a store level event. That's what drags the person out from playing at home. Yeah. To there. That's what drags a squad out. You know what I mean? And that, that's that's the thing now because like for from our day and yesteryear, the um the lads 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 stag do, who's out getting pissed wherever you go. You know what I mean? On the yeah. line. The next generation, you know, the Fortnite generation, let's call them, uh-huh. the ones that are jacked in with three like three screen setups and a gaming chair. Yeah. <laughs> and they're only eleven. And they're only eleven. When they get around like doing stag do's, and because like there's less and less, you know, alcohol is becoming less and less a thing for them. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to be doing, isn't it? Potentially, gaming right. stag do's. Yeah. Or actually getting fucking married in Fortnite. Well, it's, I don't know if that's happened yet, but it probably will. If it hasn't already, it probably will. Well, I so fucking best of luck to Reggie. Like you've got a fucking task on your hands there, but I don't think this man would have jumped into it if he didn't already have a plan. And like I say, far be from oh, me to be a skeptic. Far be from me to be a skeptic, but I think his plan is just to sit on the board while the next gen does most of the hard work. He'll make some difficult decisions. He'll shut some stores just to make the the uh, like the free cash the cash flow look a bit better um but for the yep. most part i think the next gen's going to do most of the work and then he'll just leave as it starts to taper off and it'll be another success story on his saving yep he's already got his exit strategy before he's even started 100 percent, perfectly put the exit strategy is in place okay. so Best. then let's go for an exit strategy from this one <laughs> however into the next one and uh, as we were talking about Fortnite and uh and uh Battle Royales. Mm-hmm. Should we go to the headline of the week, probably? No time like the present. So, Call of Duty have jumped onto the Battle Royale scene with well, wars on. Yes. In fairness to them, this isn't their first double in the Battle Royale genre. Black Ops 4 did have the Battle Royale mode. Um, and so, essentially, yesterday, again, the 9th, Call of Duty Warzone, uh, the official trailer dropped. So it is uh, not just a battle royale. It's worth pointing out that literally this ticks all the boxes. So this game has everything going for it that it could possibly want. It has uh, already dabbled in battle royale and did it rather successfully on Black Ops 4. It has gone for the free-to-play model made popular by Fortnite and then adopted by the likes of your Apex Legends. So your your who's who of Battle Royales, Call of Duty Warzone has managed to, rightly so, pluck everything that works from every single one of them. It's going to go out and it, unlike Apex Legends, who does it as a seasonal sort of event, Warzone is going to give you the option to go solo, duo or trio, not fours, not, not yet anyway. Not foursomes. Uh, it it will hold up to 150 players on a map. That to me on a console is a new record. Um, Fortnite does 99, and now Warzone is going to go 150. It has the added benefit of them fucking. You say what you want about Call of Duty, right? And I have been an outspoken fucking. The opposite of a proponent. What's that? What is the opposite of a proponent? An opponent. <laughs> well, that seems simple now that you've said it. <laughs> now that you've said it out loud, that seems really fucking simple. I have been outspoken on my opinions of Call of Duty that it rested on its laurels after it hit the heady heights of Modern Warfare 2, and it hasn't quite been the same since. 
But fucking I strike me down if Call of Duty doesn't have some of the most finely tuned first person shooter mechanics available today. Arguably the pinnacle of first person shooting. Call of Duty has had so many years in this arena perfecting its mechanics, perfecting the feel, perfecting the sound design that it is. Despite the fact that it became very samey, it was very samey at the same level of fucking excellence. And Warzone has that. So what was your argument about the online element of the most recent Call of Duty not being up to par compared to the campaign? So my argument to be had was Call of Duty in Modern Warfare, so the re uh, the re-released Modern Warfare, they redid it. It was a, a new take on Modern Warfare. Um, the problem was they did what they're very much doing now, where they're taking the best bits from the Battle Royale genre and sticking it on there. What they did was they took the best bits from the competition, and their main competition, in my eyes, has been Battlefield. But where Battlefield succeeded and Call of Duty never could was Conquest. Conquest as a battle royale, as a game mode, is fucking phenomenal. Uh, and Call of Duty adopted a Conquest mode. But for me, Call of Duty, the way Call of Duty is designed to play, it very much lends itself nicely to a team deathmatch where it is, you have very limited life, uh, doesn't take a lot to kill you, and then you're back in the game straight away. You, you respawn straight away. In a Conquest mode, when there's that many players and the map's that fucking big, you need to be able to take a little bit more damage in my eyes. And I, I it was caught, it was, it was team deathmatch on steroids, <laughs> and that's not what a conquest mode should be. Team deathmatch has always been if you're going to play it competitively, right? If you're going to play it at a competition level where money's on the line, yes, there's an element of strategy involved, unquestionably. But at at the base level, at the player level. At the, I'm just playing competitive multiplayer for shits and giggles, just for enjoyment. There's very little strategy. It's lone. The Call of Duty's always been lone wolf, run and gun. That's been it. Conquest at a base level needs a level of strategy. Conquest needs a level of your squad. It needs a level of direction. It needs a level of tactics. In this, in black. Um, in Modern Warfare, their Conquest mode, which the fucking name slips my mind, I, I apologise. Ground War, I think it was called. The It was just Team Deathmatch. It was Team Deathmatch on a giant fucking map. And it didn't encourage team. It didn't encourage squad fucking uh, cohesion, nothing. Because you got hit twice and you were dead anyway. That does apply in... It, yeah. Conquest and Battlefield, you get hit five times, you're dead. You know what I mean? If you get headshotted, you're dead. <laughs> like one headshot's enough for anybody. But there was still, there still needs to be a, there was a different, there was a level of nuance that ground war was missing. That was my criticism of that. Having not played Warzone yet, it is currently sitting in the download queue, and I will, depending on what time we get wrapped up here, I will be definitely playing it this evening. I uh, so, not tomorrow though. Uh, I think it's out 7 p.m. tonight in the UK. Could be wrong. Well, I just check. I've got. I've got an article here. Okay, so Warzone launch time for Modern Warfare owners, 3 p.m. GMT. I think yeah. that's March 11th. Oh. Was it? I thought it was today. It's very much today, I believe. March 10th. Uh, let's just check some facts here. So March 10th, free DLC for Modern Warfare, also available as a standalone free-to-play game too. Goes live for Modern Warfare players at. Uh, 3 p.m. UK and is available standalone from 7 p.m. UK today. Today. And that is okay. an article from the 10th. So that is today. That I pulled all that info from an IGN article, by the way. So 80 to 100 gigabytes. If you fucking hell. <laughs> but I, I haven't already got Modern Warfare installed. Uh, it's probably only going to be about a 20 gig update for me. Oh, only, you know. Only 20 gig. I'll do that in about three minutes with my internet. Whatever. Whatever. Godlike internet. So are you going to... Uh, I feel like you're going to get involved in this, then, Johnny, after well, the no, three no, weeks I, I, it takes you downloaded. The fact that it's um, it's something for the Panthers, definitely, I'm going to go and give it a try. Mm-hmm. But um, we did try doing... You know, I, 
let's say we haven't got all the Panthers on board with a Battle Royale, shall we say. No, there's very much one. There's one <laughs> member of the Panthers. God, we love them. We love them. Very much against anything that isn't Battlefield. Let's just put it that way. But even Firestorm mm-hmm. didn't endure, did it? With no. us? No. I don't think it endured with many, if I'm honest. I think Firestorm was a swing and a miss for Battlefield, unfortunately. I don't know what the concurrent players are. I don't know what sort of numbers that mode's doing these days. But it very much seemed to taper off very quickly. It came out with an, an impressive trailer. I think interest was very high when it first dropped. But they quickly leaned away from Firestorm and back in the, the level of the Conquest, the conquest map. Conquest? Like, <laughs> conquest. It leans heavily until a conquest. <laughs> you fucking racist. The, uh, <laughs> it leaned more back into the Conquest style, Team Deathmatch style maps for the Pacific Theatre, for example. Yeah. So I think Firestorm came out like a firework. It would, it went off quick and it went off loud and it went off big and then it, it was just gone. But as far as battle royales go, we as a unit, as the Sky Panthers, so let's think of what we have and haven't. So Fortnite, I know we haven't. I think there's only me and young Liam have played Fortnite. Apex Legends, we all got in on. Very much enjoyed Apex. PUBG, I know none of y'all fuckers did it. I was out there with uh, with another crew. I was rolling with another crew playing <laughs> PUBG. Um, what else have we got? Firestorm. Obviously, we got in on Firestorm. We went in on we went in hard on Firestorm, um, but quickly dropped off and back onto Conquest. And now we've have this uh, war zone. So. Watch this space, Johnny. Watch this space. I'm sure next week we'll have more to talk about on Warzone. But having not played it, having only got the the image of the map and having got some details about fucking time availability and whatnot. And there's a different mode in there as well, which the name, I believe it's Plunder. Is it Plunder? It's essentially like a kill confirmed. So it's a battle royale. From what I understand, again, I haven't played it yet. I'll have more next week for you. But from what I understand, it is your squad-based battle royales. Everybody has a big old bag of money. And it is you kill the other team and you then take their their money. You take the you plunder their body and you end up with a big old bag of money. So that's another game mode in there. So, but we will be trying all these out in the coming weeks. So I'm sure we'll have more. We'll have more next week on that one. Interestingly, um, the other piece of news on this is that it won't require a PlayStation Plus subscription, mm-hmm. but you will require an Xbox Live subscription, like Xbox Live Gold subscription. Yeah. So uh, fully free to play for some, but not others. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, um, for all the things Xbox has done right uh, in this generation, they've lost the generation by a fucking country mile. Uh, the but. In losing, it's a weird situation because in losing the war, they've won the battle on almost every front. Do you know what I mean? They lost the war by numbers. They lost the battle of exclusives. But every other battle, I feel Xbox has won fucking comfortably. Uh, And this, this, I think, is an oversight by Xbox. I think, I don't think anybody has fully given enough time or thought to the fact that this will become big news and it has become big news this is fucking everywhere right now mm-hmm. the fact that if you want to play this on any other platform apart from xbox you just download it and play it for free but on xbox you require the subscription and that in itself you were putting a free game behind a paywall that oh, ain't that ain't fucking cricket, if you know what I mean. Well, it's interesting because the way, for PlayStation 3, it was almost like that. Some games you needed a plus, plus account, some you didn't. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but for the majority, if not all games apart from this, that you played online with PlayStation 4, you needed the plus account. 
I'd have to fact check. Yeah, I'd have to fact check that one. I know we do have a fucking burgeoning free-to-play market. Uh, Fortnite led the charge, but obviously you've got World of Tanks, Warface, Warframe. All these, uh, these are huge. The the player, the concurrent players on these games are massive, uh, and they are free-to-play. But I I can't hand on heart tell you that they aren't trapped behind a paywall. Worth worth fact checking. But yeah, that, that's interesting. So, you know, PlayStation wins the battle on that one and we'll all be playing that on PlayStation. We will. We will. I am not going to give up 100 gig of my Xbox hard drive just to play Call of Duty Warzone on an Xbox with just you because of the Panthers. We all predominantly play... When we play together, we play on the PS4. We don't play on Xbox, but me and your good self, we play on Xbox as well. Um, but I'm not giving up 100 gig of hard drive space to play yeah. Warzone with just you. And that's that's very much a dig at you, if I'm honest. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. I don't really dig first-person shooters or certain ones, because particularly Call of Duties and things, because they're not colourblind friendly. Wow. Battlefield is. Battlefleet, Battlefield is. But what about Battlefleet? Battlefleet. <laughs> Battlefleet's this up-and-coming one that I've got an idea. It's going to be free-to-play. <laughs> I'm building this game called Battlefleet in dreams. <laughs> it's a million dollar idea. <laughs> Battlefleet. Picture World of Tanks, but of ships. <laughs> it's actually called Battlefleet 2. Fuck the first one. It's called Battlefleet 2, and it's going to be riddled with microtransactions. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yes, next week, obviously... Both myself and producer Nice Guy Johnny will have more hot takes on Call of Duty Warzone, uh, which is out now as of recording in the UK. This has released, so watch this space. In other news on releases, finally, we have a release date for Ghost of Tsushima. Have you, Johnny, seen the launch trailer for Ghost of Tsushima? Or have you, in fact, seen anything of Ghost of Tsushima? I was watching a video of it on silent while I was listening to you rant about Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. I'm glad I could hold your attention. <laughs> if I can't hold my own producer's attention, what hope has this podcast got, sir? <laughs> no, 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 we've got an intuitive understanding. I knew you were going to talk about it, so I looked, looked it up. Yeah. How, do, how are you feeling about it? It looks go-glorious. 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 Stick that on the box, Sony. Stick that on the box. Quotation marks. It looks go-glorious. End quotation marks. It's half kind of... It looked a bit almost across of Tenchu and um, Ninja Gaiden. Yes. Yep. Now, for me, I didn't get the Tenchu vibes. Admittedly, the way I leaned more in, it looked like a cross between. I was there with Ninja Gaiden, 100% on board of the Ninja Gaiden comparison, but I was leaning more into a From Soft game, uh, namely Sekiro. Yes, another game that I haven't played, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. unbelievable game. Unbelievable. It's, I've said this before, it's like a game that you love so much when essentially all you do is sit there and punch yourself in the face repeatedly because it's so fucking hard. Um, but unbelievable game. Unbelievable game. Now, the Ghosts of Sushi- Ghost of Tsushima looks fucking stunning. It Without question. Glorious, yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to getting my hands on that. So the trailer dropped. It was all uh, it was a new fucking batch of info and... The release date is June 26th. So, as it stands, that is bang in the middle of fucking nothing. So, that is a perfect time for that game to launch. The last one I've got on my list of any fucking notoriety at this point, as of recording, The Last of Us 2 is 29th of May, and I've got nothing on my list until Avengers on the 4th of September. So, Ghost of Tsushima drops bang in the middle of them to around nothing. Uh, which is the best possible position for this game to be in. Uh, and looking at the list of to-be-confirmed titles, I don't see anything in that list that would give it any fucking worries at all. I think, obviously, Dying Light 2, I don't think that's going to come out until 
uh, next gen. I think it's probably at this point going to land as a next gen launch title. Watch Dogs Legions, the same. Minecraft Dungeons won't. It could launch in June, July time, but not. I don't think that's got the chops to cause Ghost of Tsushima any issues. Uh, and looking down this list, I don't see anything else that would cause it any issue. Let's hope they get um, get it released on time because that's the big issue. No. They've held off on this. Have they held day. off on announcing and then actually announce when when it actually will come for real? I think yes. I'm leaning more towards the reason we haven't had a release date. We've been talking about Ghosts of Tsushima for for I don't know how long, and the one piece of information we've lacked is the release date, and they've hung on to it for so long and dropped it and said it's coming out in essentially what is a three month window. But I don't see it missing that date now. I think it's a bit of savvy decision making on behalf of is it Sucker Punch? Is Sucker Punch doing Ghost of Tsushima? It is Sucker Punch. Yeah, I don't think I think it's a savvy savvy decision on their part to withhold that information until they absolutely knew hands down that that was the date they were going for. Fucking exceptional! I cannot I cannot wait to get my hands on that. The worry is, I will put a caveat on this. Our Ghosts of Ghost of Tsushima looks fucking stunning. Uh, the combat looks f- fucking right up my street. However, I have fallen for this trap before. I thought Days Gone looked sensational, and it does look sensational, but Days Gone, that one, split the crowd. That one was a fucking marmite, that one. <laughs> Didn't play it. <laughs> oh, shock horror. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to play it, Johnny, just give it a shout, I'll drop it off. It's uh, I, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. For all its flaws, I still really enjoyed that game. But have we got anything else we need to talk about here, Johnny? Because we have sailed past that hour mark. I think we should wrap up this edition of Franchise Buys Games. I think we should. Uh, you should definitely set your download away because that's not going to be quick. And uh, well, next the reason, week... the reason I didn't set it going is because this call might suffer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm glad you prioritised. <clears throat> this is a, a worthy prioritization. I'm going to set yeah. mine's, mine's downloading there now, uh, and I'll try and get a, a couple of games in tonight, just get a feel of it, and then we'll get the Panthers on, get them Sky Panthers on, and uh, we'll talk oh. about getting that merch. We'll get that oh. Sky Panthers merch out. <laughs> what will I call our handlers? Yep. Have you got anything else you want to talk about, Johnny? I've got nothing else. That's been a fucking absolutely jam-packed week of news, that. Some pretty some pretty big news. Heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. So, uh, boys and girls, we'll wrap that up there. This has been Franchise Buys Games. It's it's early days. It's early days following the soft reboot. If you've uh, if you've joined us, thank you very much. Uh, it means a lot. Obviously, I was doing this. been doing this gig for a long-ass time now, and it's never felt as exciting as it does right now with uh, Nice Guy Johnny on board. I think we're going places, Johnny. We're going places. Now, if it would just get you to play maybe one or two games, this has yeah. really got legs. This idea has got yeah, legs. And going places as long as we're going south instead of north. You know? <laughs> going places as long as Nice Guy Johnny's not at the not helm. Navigating. <laughs> because if Nice Guy Johnny was at the helm, this whole show would be going so far backwards, I would turn it into a written blog. <laughs> <laughs> If you've enjoyed our time today, dear boys and girls, jump on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us one of them glowing five-star reviews. Uh, word of mouth is the most powerful tool that we have if you are a gamer. If uh, you, you you just like, like myself, I, don't, I can't speak for Johnny, but like myself, I'm a big fan of just not only do I play a lot of games, but I just love just being involved in the game universe. So I do listen to a lot of gaming podcasts as well, and I, I talk about them freely. If we are, if we have become one of your go-to gaming podcasts, then we'd very much appreciate your, your, your patronage. We're not asking for money. We haven't even set up a Patreon yet, but just get, just get the word spread. Just tell, tell like-minded individuals. Uh, we are available on social networks. I say we. It's me, Johnny. Doesn't really believe in the internet. So, no, go dark, so. Johnny's, it's Johnny's like fucking Sam Fisher over there, just going dark. Uh, we are available on Facebook at The Franchise, uh, Instagram, The Franchise, Twitter, The Franchise, P-H-R-A-N-C-H-I-Z-E. Uh, and, 
keep your eyes open because that fucking Sky Panthers merch is coming. So, boys and girls, until next time, laters. Say bye, Johnny. Adios, Johnny. <laughs>